Listeners, welcome back to another week of Journey with Michael and Ryan. I am the named Michael. <laughs> and I, I guess I am the named Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this is your first episode, there's our introductions. Here we go. You can put our uh, put our, 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 our voices to the name now. Mm, and, 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 and the face to the voices. Just go have a look at the, at the little Spotify link. Mike's the big guy with the big beard. Yeah, that's it. And I'm the, the littler guy. We're well, a little bit. Well, you're not so little now, man. You you're starting to put a bit of size on, actually. Bulking up. Hey, eating that meat. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. What are we talking about today, brother? Today we're talking about uh, the mother father wound. Mm. The yeah. mother father wound. It's a big one, man. It is. It's a big one, and it's and it's always a well. It's a, it's a journey that we've both been on and been through with like with with rebirthing, and then even just outside of rebirthing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's such a powerful journey to go on, and such a powerful journey to, to guide people through. Like it it makes sense to just dedicate a full episode to it, and just teach t- people some tools, talk about it, share the the wisdom that we've learned from our own journey, and and through facilitating that journey with clients as well. Yeah, we've we've dropped various stories of our of our parent journey or parent healing journey uh, in various episodes of of the podcast. But yeah, I like that we're putting a. A full episode to this because it is a big one yeah. and we've we've rebirthed hundreds of people and taken hundreds of people through this process our hundreds and hundreds actually because we've done groups and everything like that and we've um gone through it as well ourselves and and it is a big one because it's the first uh, firstly they're the gods of your life when you're born totally. you can't survive without somebody taking care of you yeah. you need to be fed you need to be changed you need to be bathed you need all of the things right and our parent, or let's just say our parents or caregivers, because you know some people don't have parents when they're first born. Um, so the person that's looking after you, your caregiver or your parent, they are the the other person you're learning the first things in life from. Well, and um, I mean the when you're in the womb, your mother, who's who's holding you, is the first person you're learning things from. So her thoughts, her environment, her way of being is is being impressed onto you through your genomes yeah totally man and, and it's such a interesting thing because even like before rebirthing i never really considered the the effect that conception um pregnancy and birth actually had on trauma and had on shaping who you are and the way in which you live and and you can actually learn a lot from going back and really unpacking some of the things that happened and having conversations with with your mum about it if, if, if you have that possibility um, mm. because a lot of things that sort of happened throughout that period and a lot of things that happen to you now they're, they're merely just reflections of that and giving you an opportunity to sort of heal those deep-seated wounds mm. I read something the other day by Dr. Joe actually Dr. Joe Dispenza and um, he made a statement that the six days leading up to um your inception or, or, or the birthing uh, of the father has a lot to do with with your inception at that time as well. Mm-hmm. So what he was um, what he was doing, thinking, feeling, environment, and and that six days leading up to it, because that's all impressed within within himself. Mm-hmm. And then what within his his sperm uh, is obviously being passed into the egg, and so all of that, which is you, is all in there. It's just in a micro scale, mm-hmm. uh, is being impressed into who you are. Totally. Totally. Isn't that so powerful? Like, mm. Just take a moment to reflect on that. Like it's it's not even sometimes like I'm not taking responsibility away from us because like trauma is not our fault, but it's our responsibility to, to heal it. Um, <clears throat> but it's like even just that 
like before you're even conceived you know the impact that your parents are going to have on you Mm. is so profound Mm. and it's really easy like to listen to that and be like oh it's my father's fault it's my mother's fault but realistically it's like it's all our choosing because we chose our parents you know we were sitting up there waiting for our time you know the moment was coming when when conception was about to happen and we would have had multiple 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 choices because think about how many people are being conceived at every single moment yep. um, we would have multiple choices um, but ultimately we chose our parents because of the lessons that they were going to learn us, like teach us and the guidance that they were going to give us and the, and the lineage that we were meant to carry on based on you know karmas of the past and, and all these different things correct do you reckon when you're up there choosing they're like oh I want that family. And they're like, Mm-mm-mm. not because of the shit that you did in your past life. No way. You're fucking having this family or that family. <laughs> it's super interesting to think about it in that way. And again, I'm like you. There, there's no way I could have conceptualized life or my own self or just the human experience in that way, um, you know, four years ago. Uh, and it's just, and it makes sense. It just makes sense, especially with the work that we do with rebirthing breathwork. And what really opened my eyes um, to that 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 point of of understandability was when we were doing our rebirth training, and it was the hot water rebirth uh, weekend. And so, if, we, if you don't know what a hot water rebirth is, go back about five episodes, and we speak about it there. And <clears throat> excuse me. And in that hot water rebirth. Um, I went back to the sperm entering my mum's egg. Like I, I, I had that. Like I've still got the, 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 the insulation of the of the image in my mind right now, yeah. and it was, it was surreal. Like I can't explain it in words for anybody. To be like, I mean, most people will be listening, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I was kind of like that, the same for the first little while, yeah. and then I sat with it and sat with it and. And you're made up, I mean, you went through that process just because you didn't have a brain developed at that time. You, you know, that, that, that sperm that was entering the egg is in you. It is you, mm. right? It's, it's the memory of that is within yourself. Mm. And, um, and that was a, a pretty profound experience, like really feeling that and, and understanding that and, and going back that far. And obviously our teachers, I spoke to them about it afterwards and, and they said, yeah, well, the further you go back, the higher your consciousness raises. And it makes sense, right? Because you're unlocking new levels, new um, possibilities, doorways, knowledge, remembrance of yourself and, and whatever whatever it is that you've you've gone into and moved through. And and um, and that was, yeah, it was, it was quite a profound uh experience that was mm. well that's that that's essentially the moment you choose life right yeah you know that's that's the moment when you fought your hardest to 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 make it and be, and be conceived <clears throat> yeah you've you you won that race you've you won already won yeah, you've, yeah. if you haven't won anything in your life you won that race <laughs> if you want yeah if you want to really dial out your life into such a wide angle lens you know there, there's the gratitude there you're already a winner you know there's well, uh, well, the likelihood of you being here is is slim to none realistically i think it's like one trillion to one mm. and maybe even a bit higher mm. but that's huge i mean that's some 
That, I mean, that's just some... And that's just looking at it from like the physical level. You've got to think about it from like a conscious level as well. Think about how many souls are sitting up there waiting for their, for their next turn, for yeah. their next round, right? And, you, you know, that's the moment that you, you pulled the ticket and your number was called and you walked on up and chose from the smorgasbord of parents. <laughs> it's like that. Have you and s- then got sucked through the tube. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then you're entering in this time and this dimension and... And most of them are getting pulled out. You can't even go through the through the canal mm. to, to push yourself out. It's kind of like, I just had the image. Have you seen Beetlejuice? Yeah. You know when they're first dead and they're sitting in that waiting room? Yes. And and you're just sitting there and you pull the number out and you're waiting for your you're waiting for your uh, your trainer to, uh, to to come and talk to you about death. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's kind of, we're just sitting up there. There's, you know, whatever souls look like, who knows, you know, you could be coming and look like anything and, uh, and you're waiting for your ticket to come up. Boop. And then there's just like this infinite slideshow of all these people having sex and you're just <laughs> and you're just going okay and you're feeling at a soul level so you're just like oh i feel that one no uh, no nah. boom there it is right <laughs> and, then, and then like you've chosen some high-end yeah, you know yeah, beautiful yeah. aracrist uh, you know aracristic sorry so you don't have enough karma credit for that <laughs> exactly <one. laughs> yeah yeah, your, your, your karma credit is, is like null and void, eh? You know, and if you're a, you're a sneaky little bugger, you know, you're trying all these other ones, you're like, nope, nope, you got a few more rounds before yeah, you can get there. Yeah, yeah, I've got a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 50% off day. Here's my coupon. Uh, it's my 10% off code that I put at checkout. Um, but who knows, man? But at the end of the day, we can only speak about our experiences. And, totally. and, and this is what brings us to talking today because our first people that we were ever learning things from and who made us us are the people that conceived us and then ultimately the people that that raised us Mm, that's it and that's it and it's like when there's like there's not many other animals on the planet that need as much support and guidance as we do yeah you know a a lot of other animals the like i guess gestation period of pregnancy is is a lot longer so they have the a, a longer time to develop you know, but because humans, we can only carry a baby and, and get it to a certain point before we can actually birth it. Mm. It's like a lot of the development happens outside of the womb. You know, those those first few years as we're starting to grow up, we're still getting our mother's milk, the love, the support, yep. the guidance. Like we can't do anything for ourselves. We can't speak. We, we can't see for mm. the first few months. We can only see blurry, blurry faces. Um, we obviously can't walk. So it's like all of our survival is based on the support we get from those closest to us. Well, they call the first three months when you've come out the fourth trimester. Mm. So we've actually got four trimesters of us to before we're actually as a you know a human baby so that first three months you just you're still basically in the womb of the world mm. um, and you know I've, I remember when my daughter was born she was a, a month prem mm. and so you know she had to be fed every three hours. Just to, just to keep growing, you know, because that's there and, and had to do that for, for a good three, four months. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I, I didn't realise, I didn't realise until probably not long ago that that, that was called the fourth trimester, actually. Yeah. And it does make sense. Totally. Yeah, yeah, because the, you, we can only grow so large before you, you, you can't get birthed out through, uh, through your mum's vaginal canal. That's it. Mm. So it's interesting. Is, and, then, and, then, and then it's everything else from there on out you know they say 95 percent of of who we are as a person is is based on the the scripts the imprints the situations the experiences the love the support that we had up to age um seven 
Yep. So you've got to think about it. It's like who we are now is based a lot on the situations and the things that happened to us up till we could actually start to do, like create our own ego and understand who we are. And essentially a lot of who our ego is, is, is based on the situation and people that were around us, you know, because they taught us how to do things. They showed us how to love. They showed us how to communicate and experience. And yes, we have our own personal personalities, that, that are ultimately um, unique to us, but the traumas, the situations, the stresses that were in our family um, uh, are all lessons that we learn. And if we describe the ego in those years as our protection mechanism, it might be a bit easier to understand. So what we're doing in those years is our emotional, spiritual self, which has just embodied this, this body into this world, and it needs time to build up whatever it needs to build up for you to flourish in that world. Mm. And so that's what the ego self can be built over that time. It's what protection mechanisms do I need to create for myself so I am, uh, I am able to survive this, this human experience. Mm. And so this pulls us now down to the track to the mother-father wound where our parents only parent us to the level that they're able to, whatever conscious level that they are, the, you know. And if it's, you know, when you first have your first child as well, you you just slip back into what you know as parenting because there's no parenting manual, there's no, you know, course, it's all instinct. And so the instincts kick into how it is that you were parented and then that's what really can help you shift and change and that's what really helped me kind of enter into my own manhood when, when my daughter was born mm. and reflecting on it now. I didn't even know at the time. And, um, and so the spectrum of our whole emotion is that it is a spectrum. And so there will be parts of ourself that, that will hate our parents. Doesn't mean, and what we, when we talk about these things, it doesn't mean you love that person any less. It doesn't mean you love that caregiver or your parent any less. It's just going through and honoring and not shying away from the parts of ourselves that that do need to blame them for for some things that do need to honor that they fucked up. Um, and and when you when you go in and, and turn your light on those shadow aspects of ourselves, then then there is so much more room for love, and then there's so much more room to cut that cord in whatever you know stage of age you are in your life. Um, for you to then grow a relationship with your parents um, for an adult relationship yeah totally and it's um it's beautifully complex when you start to go in and start to do this work because you can only really remember so much consciously yep and there's so much going on subconsciously and obviously with because we're human we have our own bias and we have our own story and we have our own recollection of what happened Mm. And the beautiful thing when you when you start to allow yourself to go into this process and start to like really feel into what happened to you and some of the situations that, that you were put into and some of the things that may have happened, it's like you start to create your perception of it mm. and your story around it. But then as, as you start to move through it more, you start to gain more courage around having the communication and, and, and the conversations with your parents about it you really start to notice that things start to shift and you can actually start to have more empathy on your parents because they were really just doing the best they could. You know, they couldn't give you the love you needed, but they could give you the love that they can. And like, that's when you start to see like, man, it wasn't, or like, I didn't, I seen something this way, but it actually happened this way. And I perceived it in this way. 
And you can start to have empathy for the situations that happen around you and the things that happen to you and the reasons that they happen to you, you know, because there's not a lot of parents out there that would, would purposely try to hurt their kids, you know, purposely try to fuck them up. Mm. But they're always going to. Mm. There's, there's no way that you're not going to fuck <coughs> up your kids. And it's really, if you are a conscious parent, it's about, okay, how can I do it the least? How can I actually teach them coping mechanisms? How can I show them that I'm working on myself so that they can work on themselves without having to force it? Because that just causes, causes more trauma <laughs> as well. So it's like this, no matter what, you're going to you're gonna fuck it up. Yep. Like it's inevitable. And your parents fucked it up. They fucked you up. Yep. Like that, that is it. But it's not about like becoming a victim of it, although you do have to blame them for it. Yep. The aspect that I'm going to move down now is actually just off my experience yesterday. Mm. And so Ryan and I went and visited our, our, our breathwork teachers yesterday and um, we, got a, we got a rebirth from them. Um, we always just check in with them every now and then and they are masters at what they do. And, you know, hundreds and hundreds of rebirths under our belt, you know, for us doing our own stuff. Um, and yet there's still always a new level to, to open up sometimes. And yesterday, I, geez, I had, a, I had an ugly cry for, for a good 30 minutes at least. Mm. But it was, um, I went back to, well, it took me back to the emotions of uh, when I was five and my brother Stephen had died. I spoke about it on my, on my solo podcast actually. Um, and like I've done work on it, you know, but then there was always this thing be like, okay, I've done my work on that. That's okay. Let's move on. And yes. I, and I, and I, and I thought I had, you know, I really did. Cause I could speak about it freely and you know, I had done lots of work on it and I had expressed emotions and, and, and all of that. And, uh, and where the breath took me yesterday was to that point And it was the memory. And I was going through those moments of when I woke up where it was. Um, and I was still holding some, um, I was still holding some blame for myself that I, I couldn't have helped Stephen. And because he was 18 months old, died of cot death. And, um, and then, it, then, he, then I, I got taken back to like points of when I felt safe with my dad. I was sitting on his lap watching TV when I was like three and four. You know, I'd like walk on his back, you know, as a massage when, when I was about that same age and just really felt good. And when I was back, you know, and I've got, you know, at that time I had three other siblings. So there was my two sisters and Stephen, who was the youngest, and then there was me, I was the oldest. And I, I went back to a beautiful moment when we we're all lying in their bed with them. It was really nice. We we're all four. And then what came to me was the change and the shift after Stephen's death in their parenting and their uh, availability for us emotionally and, and intimately and safety and all that sort of stuff. And I had to build my armor from that age. Like, I thought it was like later on, but it was it was from so young. Mm. And the reason I'm talking about the story of, of, of why that is is because after I like really moved through that, like it was deep, it was it was really profound, and and lots of other things came through from that. But there was also this really beautiful um, presence of empathy for my parents. Totally. Um, and I really reflected on how hard that would have been to like lose your youngest son. Mm. And I hadn't really reflected on that like so deeply. I hadn't really gone, fuck, like how hard would that have been? And, mm. and I mean, this was 93, 94, like, you know, like living in, 
you know, a shithole town and, you know, dad was a cop and, you know, mum was doing her thing and, and not a real support network around, totally. you know. How would they have the ability to shift through that fully? And know? really, 100%. And it just really made so much sense. And so the depth of empathy that came from me from that was just mm. like, yeah, wow. Like, man, that would have been so tough. And and the how they coped to still keep us as a family, like, fucking power to them. Good like, on. amazing. Mm. And so this is this is why it's so prevalent and so prominent to be able to move through your mother father stuff because ultimately it just leaves more room for for gratitude and empathy and love if you so choose you know like it's it's all your choice as well you don't have to just allow people into your life regardless of family blood ties or not but um, but that was a really that was one of the really beautiful things that came from that um, was just that and it just. I, I couldn't have dropped into that without without going into the breath. No. I couldn't have dug deep into it because it, it, it would have been because I even I remember waking up and and, and Sue's mum told me like I just went numb like even at that age I just went numb and I couldn't speak and I couldn't you know instantly and um, and I thought I'd processed it but I hadn't and then yeah just just to really sit with how they would have been and then but ultimately you know after that was was just. Um, it was, it was just a lot different and it was no it was no foul of their own mm. it really wasn't no not at all no and they were just doing the best that they could mm. in such a a big situation for sure and yeah and it just makes me love them even more mm, totally man and, and like that's the challenging thing because they would have been doing their best and and it's like the the as you say like the the beauty and the love and although the love was probably there as you say it would have been different right because it's that's such a a heavy thing to have to move through Mm. you know and it's like um even when we're tying back into like my mother father wound a a lot of that came from from my mum also having a a a stillborn Mm. so her first child was stillborn and um she said that the fear of that happening again happened in every single one of her pregnancies. So it was like when I was born, I got caught on my mum's hip bone. I, I, I didn't want to come out into this world. I was like, I'm, I've done this before. I've spent all my karma credits. Fuckers, fuckers, someone else can have them. Yeah. They can double down. I'll hang out up there. And I was like, I don't, I, I don't want to come out. And um, I made it really, really difficult. It was a really, really long labor. I had, had two hernias. Yeah. I had surgery straight afterwards. I always thought they were stretch marks on my legs. And didn't find out until um, last year that they were actually hernias when we were going through the, the oh, last year, two years ago, when we were going through the rebirth course. And I was like, man, I always thought they were stretch marks. But I had, um, had to have a hernia operation like straight after birth. And um, so it's like that fear was there, you know, that, that fear was there. And that potential fear was continued to be there as well for my mum because it's like the fear of losing another child was always there. Um, so she was always really overprotective with us. Um, and then so this is when you can start to see and empathize and understand. Like I used to, didn't, I used to um, like resent my mum for not allowing me to do things or, or there being that there. Um, but ultimately, it's like when you start to unpack it and understand it, you can see the reason behind it. You can see yep. the reason why it happened. And then you can start to have empathy for them. You can start to communicate and say, look, like, thank you. Like, I understand that situation would have been really, really hard for you. And you wouldn't have had the support you probably needed. Yep. But like, thank you for everything you've done to me. But, it, but it, it really takes going into it and having those conversations to be able to really, really, really like get at the wound, pull all the pus out, heal it properly um, so that you're not continually going back into it. Mm. 
So there's a there's a um, a process that we're going to share with all you guys um, to to help this. Just to it's it's kind of like the first step <clears throat> of you just kind of voicing um, and and saying the things that you've really been too scared to say totally because they can be hurtful right. and they can they, they can literally shut your own voice down so yeah. you don't ever say them because they're so horrible to say mm. and um and that's just the first step it's yeah. just just moving that voice through totally and it, it, it is a really really powerful process this is actually the first process we go through on the rebirthing breathwork course yeah. like within the first half an hour after we introduced ourselves they get us to sit down and, and do this process and as we were going through this process the first time they made us all do it again because they were like you're being too nice like if this is what you think about your parents you guys aren't meant to be in this course because yeah. you're all fucking lying to us yeah. um and that's the beauty of it because you're just given a free open space to actually express what you're wanting to push to put the blame back on them yeah you know because you you can't actually fully forgive someone until you've blamed them fully for what they did yeah and you felt the emotion of the blame yes because you can you can you can blame someone but i blame you mm. but if you don't really really blame them and you don't have to you don't have to do it face to face. You don't have to. Like, you don't have to try and tear someone down to make you felt feel built up, especially people close to you. Like, that's not what we're trying to say here. Yeah, of you know, write your hit list and be like, I fucking blame you, yeah. sister, for this. I blame you, mum. No, no, that's not what we're saying. This is just in your own time. This is just you feeling the feelings that are there, um, because on the other side of blame is forgiveness, mm. and then it's forgiveness for yourself, and it's forgiveness for for the other personal thing that you are blaming. And, um, and, and, and it's regardless of whether they were consciously or unconsciously or subconsciously doing it or had done it, it, it doesn't, it's, it's beside the point. It's just honoring that shadow aspect of yourself mm. that has been avoided, that has been um, put to the side because it is too painful and you're now uh, mixing up that, that I love that person or I love that thing so I'm not going to say or feel these things because then, um, then I'm bad. Or I'm I I shouldn't be that way, and it's not. We're all the same spectrum of, of emotion and everything like that, um, and some may have more and some may have less. Mm, and it may take you doing this one time to feel into it. It may take multiple times for you actually allow yourself to go deeper through the process every single time. Yep. You know, finding new layers, finding new situations, finding little things, or it may be a big thing. Yep. Um, and that's that really is the beauty of it. And and the blaming might be actually saying the words that you love them. Oh. That might have not been a word that was thrown around in your house. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Mm. I was a little bastard. <laughs> I'm sorry I acted up. You know, like, and and so it's not necessarily we're saying here just to, to blame them and tell them, fuck you. I mean, that's most of the time in our experience. But then there's also the times where maybe you've been avoiding telling them your real feelings. And because it was such a, uh, you know, a, a very blocked intimate environment that you weren't able to share that you loved each other or you weren't able to share that you are scared of them or you you know resist whatever it is you know i think you'll get the point totally. yeah so if you're listening to this uh you can do this in your car you can do this literally anywhere so if you're listening to this in the car no worries it's all good it's not one of the ones we have to shut your eyes down and go through um but uh yeah if you want to come back and do this later when you're on your own and that's all fine um, so what it is basically it's it's really simple just take a big breath kind of just sit into it and you want to take 20 big breaths in 
in and out, in and out. And the breath, what that's doing, that's just kind of moving you a bit more out of your mind and into your body so we can kind of just feel what it is that's going to come up instead of thinking about what's going to come up or trying to create the thought to voice what's coming up. Mm -hmm. So after your 20 breaths, you want to say the words, Mum, some things I have never been able to say to you are, and just go into it. And it might feel really difficult and you might not want to say some things and you might really just go, I don't have anything to say. Okay, well, try again. And then after you go through your mum, take some 20 breaths again. And then go, Dad, some things I've never been able to say to you are, boom. And you can do this for your sisters. You can do this for ex-partners. You can do this for anything and everything. You can do this for yourself. Do this for yourself. Mm. What are you not telling yourself? Mm. Yeah, I like that. Um, and so this is a really, really intricate process. And the beauty in it is in its simplicity. Totally. And it is just you creating the voice to uh, articulate what the feeling is. Totally. And it's like, if, if repressed emotions has been something that you've struggled with in the past, you're going to find this quite difficult. You're going to find it... Um, challenging you're going to feel like your throat is being locked up if you've been told that you can't express yourself before and and maybe that was something that you need to move through like you're going to feel yourself lock up you know you're going to feel yourself get emotional you you might feel yourself repress and hold back and not allow yourself to go into it but it's just like trust the breath trust the process and and really give yourself permission to to say what needs to be said Right? Because you're not there trying to spite someone or hurt someone. You love these people and it doesn't make you love them any less. The fact that you're going through this process is like you're just giving yourself an opportunity to work through and release the emotional charge around um, past experiences that are holding you back from fully experiencing life now. Yeah. And fully experience a loving relationship with your parents as yeah. well. Fully um, stopping you from having a loving relationship with your partner too because quite often the relationships that we get into as ad adults mirror the relationships that we have with our partners our parents sorry. and i know that big time <laughs> yeah, there's lots of lots of mending i had to go and do on my mother's side um and that's it team you know like it's 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 really difficult totally. and it can be very difficult mm -hmm. and as Ryan said, it's not because you love that person any less. It's because you love them that you're doing it. Or you want to grow the love. Um, or you've just had enough that you are might be a 45-year-old person. And every time you go and see your parents, they still treat you like a kid. And it's like, okay, well, when's the time to cut that cord and for them to see you as an adult? And that's going to be for you to remove those things that make yourself small when you're in their presence and it, it it's forever going to be a journey like as, as Ram Dass said right if you think you're enlightened spend 48 hours with you uh, go home and 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 that's so true you know even I find myself like it's it, it just is so but if you want to just start if you want to start just um, growing the relationship in an adult state or whatever state you are this is a really really powerful way to start it and you don't have to tell them you've done it you don't have to tell anyone you've done it this is just for you this is just for you to start moving into your shadow aspects of yourself for a very that is what is a, a very intimate uh, relationship that you have in your life it's the first relationship you've ever had in your life uh, with your 
with your parents, all your inceptors and your caregivers and your parents. Mm. And, and, and the more you sort of allow yourself to go into this process and go into the inner child work, the more you can actually start to reparent yourself because the more awareness you start to bring around the things that you didn't get or the love that you didn't want when you were younger and you can actually start to give yourself that sort of love as an adult. And what's really what's really epic about this process as well, and we've seen it lots and lots of times, is once you actually start, things that start coming through, it, it can just open up and flood and you just start weeping and you're in tears and then you start, things just start cropping up. Now you're not re-traumatizing yourself because this is what you've been holding, this is what's within you. You're just pulling the, the, the plug out of the bath mm-hmm. and you're letting the water through, all right? You can put the plug back in any time you want. It's mm-hmm. very safe. And... Um, and, and what this can help in your, in your relationships is it can bring to light some of the things that you might have experienced. And then you can share this with your partner and be like, actually, I, I, I went through this, this mother, father wound um, process that these crazy guys on a podcast were talking about. And I started really swearing at them or I started really, you know, being angry at them or, you know, for the first time in my entire life. And it brought up X, Y, and Z. And maybe this is why I'm like this. And this is where it can create more vulnerability and authenticity through your relationship. And then this is where you can learn each other. And then this is where your relationship can can then be the other mirror to help your unmet needs. But you've got to understand yourself first and what your unmet needs were. And this is a process that can really start to do that. Totally, totally, totally. And there's so much integration that you can potentially do with this situation as well. Um, something that I often get clients to do after they go through that experience is, is actually write a letter to their mother and write a letter to their father. Now, it doesn't like the letter isn't meant to be sent to them or even be shared with them. It's just like after you allow yourself to, to verbally express what's going on, writing it down and writing a letter to them about like directing it at some of the situations that came up or some of the emotions that you feel or the way that they hurt them or thanking them for certain situations or the joy and the love um, and, and really allowing just yourself to express it and just to move through that emotion even more um and then from there if you're feeling like you're in a place in a space or even your parents are actually in a place or a space to be able to have a conversation about it that's when you go and have a conversation with them mm. now the be- the the important thing when you start to allow yourself to go into these things is really about pre-framing it yep. not just going to your parents house on sunday you're sitting down at dinner and be like you fucked me up this happened this happened this happened this happened the the beautiful play to just frame is but like, hey I'm, I'm going i'm starting to learn something about the mother father wound is it okay if we just have a conversation about some things that have come up for me and some things that um or the way in which i seem the way um i grew up Mm. and you know a lot of them parents because of the generation that they grew up in they wouldn't they won't they don't have access to this information like we do you know we're in a really privileged place in society where there's so much understanding around all of these different processes um that that we have the ability to even know like most parents wouldn't even heard of a mother father wound before no you're like what does that even mean and then it's beautiful because then they might say yes or they may say no and you really just have to honor that Mm. um 
because it's not about as we said talked about before it's not about trying to hurt your parents again or it's not about trying to traumatize them for traumatizing you yep. it's about just giving yourself the freedom to express and it might be hard the first time might be no and you might be like god i just really want to express it and you might feel yourself get more contracted good work with that mm. you know what is it you're still trying to get from them mm. because they won't have that conversation you know give it a few months go through the process continually work on your own stuff and then have six months down the track be like hey can we have that conversation that we didn't weren't able to have are you yep. in a better place to have to maybe have it and you will eventually get a yes and you'll be able to talk about it and the thing that i start to see within myself and and with with clients is that the stories are always so different you know the things that the way in which we perceived it and what actually yep. happened uh, are so they're, they're they're similar but they all come from a different place and <clears throat> this is where it comes where they might not even have been knowing no. that they were doing this thing and it's now affected you in this way of part of your personality mm. and 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 then that helps other people heal because you know if if they are you know conscious enough to be able to go oh i didn't even realize i was doing that you might even get a sorry yeah and then how's that going to help you you know in, in, infinitely hugely and and um and then this 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 can just come into all aspects of your life totally. of the people in your life and yeah. um and yeah it really is and the, the the letter thing is very powerful so i um i got my sister to do this a couple of years ago from a from a close family member that um that she uh suffered some abuse from and you know she'd been sitting with it her whole life and and it always cropped up and and uh, i just said to her i said hey look just just write a letter write a letter exactly how you express it, feel like there's no right, there's no wrong, just write the letter. And, and she went away and did it. And I said, well, it's up to you whether you post it or not. You know, like, and, and, and it's up to you what you do with it. There's, there's no right or wrong way here. Um, and she came to me a couple of weeks later. She said, I didn't post it, I actually burnt it and, yeah. and just released it from there. And that was a really good step for her to be able to go on her own healing journey. Mm. Um, and, you know, she doesn't do breath work and things like that at the moment, but she's, she's starting to, to move through her stuff in her own way and I love her dearly and that was just a, a beautiful bit of, of a beautiful tool actually that I could offer her to help and it, and it kind of shifted her way through so it, it can be going you can use that tool for anything but writing letters I think is so it's super profound mm. because you are articulating from within yourself what actually it is in words yeah. and because sometimes our, our, our vocal um aspects just can't get it we've got a block for a chakra it's going to be hard 100 percent, right and so writing the letters are a very good uh very good way to do it yeah totally and um yeah i always love that process for me it was super powerful because it was always hard for me to express and communicate and and the beauty of it when i when i actually started to go into it and like because for me when i was younger i always felt my like my dad was never there yep um and I always blamed him for that. Like, he was never there for me. He was the reason that I got sent to boarding school, blah, 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 blah. Um, but as I started to go through these processes and as I started to, like, release some of that before, I actually started to understand that the reason he wasn't there is because he was actually trying to make a better life for us. Mm. You know? He was working his ass off because, one, he loved it, and, two, he wanted to provide for us. He wanted to give us a really, really easy life that he never had. Yeah. You know? Because he didn't come from wealth. He had to work to be able to get what he wanted mm. and and he wanted to sort of change that generation and like now we're in a situation where we can go to him for support and advice and it like even within the things that we're doing and the yep. ventures that we're doing to get support and understanding from him it's like that's what like 
through that season of his life he chose to to double down on that instead of being there to support us knowing that we were having enough support from our mum yep because she was there you know she was always there she was there looking after us and that was her role in the moment now as a kid i wanted more of my dad but he wasn't there and and now as uh as life starts to to get a little bit more i'm laughing because the cat's just coming in (laughs) as um as i'm starting to grow up and i'm starting to grow businesses it's like now this is the season where i can actually utilize and understand what what like the knowledge that he has yeah he played the long game on that one oh yes um i i i also had a, a similar experience especially coming through my rebirth again yesterday and um my dad was a was a was a a police officer and he was a volunteer firefighter at the same time and um and i remember one time we were living uh in this town and there was an earthquake and all the lights went off and it was middle of winter and and um and so he had to shoot out right like you know because there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a, a full-time volunteer firefighter brigade in this town yep. so they had to shoot off and and there were these moments of like abandonment of mm. like oh like why are you not here protecting you probably would have been like playing games with him or something <clears throat> like that playing footy and he was something. just running off yeah yeah and all the lights were out it was dark it was, and and a few times that happened over my life and and um and there, there, there was something I didn't realize I was holding on to, which was a bit of a resentment to it, uh, a bit of like, why don't you look after your own family? Why don't you look after us first? Mm. But um, oh, even if you think about it, like that could have tied, tied back to your brother as well, right? Yeah, 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 for sure, right? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And so, it's what, yesterday, I feel so light today after yesterday. It's like, <laughs> if you listen to us a lot, we're really riffing here. It's really, it's going really well. Um, but what has, what has, after moving through that, what came to it was that was teaching me to protect others. That was teaching me to, to be selfless. That was teaching me that, yes, your family's important, but others in the world is important. Your community is important. You know, there's, there's, there's so many things that, that go with that, where at the time as a kid, you can only see it from, from your angle and your level yeah. and your emotional capacity. Yeah. And I would have been like six and seven when these things were happening. And so, of course, I'm like, oh, you know, dad, and, and, and again, hadn't even realized I was kind of possibly holding on to that until oh, I felt it and moved it through. But then on the other side of that, there's like, fuck yeah. Like, my dad went out and made sure other people were safe. You know, like, he wouldn't have gone and done it if we were unsafe. No. And so, there was, you know, because he's a, he's a smart guy and those, those judgment calls and decisions were made. And, and so, you can reflect on it now like you are and going, yeah, well, that, that instilled some amazing things in me. You know, and so it's just it's just turning that it's just turning that um, just shifting that that knob to the other side, right? Just turning the capacitor around and just going, "Yep, all right, perfect." Mm-hmm. So I've moved through that. Now the lessons of who I am today are X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and then you can come to a, a stance of gratitude. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's a journey. Oh yes, because there's no way you're going to land in that. Well, there's no. I'm not going to take anyone away from their experience because it's possible for it. But yep. it's like it, there's levels to it, and and it's not linear because it's not like when you start to go back through the process, it's like you you start to reverse and rewind. No, it's like this drops in this this this. You go from six to twelve to thirteen to fourteen yeah. to thirty two, to 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 one to zero to to minus nine. Uh, <laughs> you move through all the different layers because healing is not linear. It's, no. There's, there's no structure to it. There's no process to it. It doesn't really make that much sense. 
No, it's, it's because we are so adept to the, the linear of time that we're all in here now that time actually doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's non-linear. Everything's happening all at once. Our past and our future and our present are all, are all here mm. and whatever other dimensions you want to start moving through. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, where it's popping you too, that's just where the capacity of you to be able to move through that at that time. Totally, totally. So another, um, <clears throat> another tool that I like to use with clients as well is, uh, is like an inner child meditation. Mm. Essentially, uh, when you guide yourself through just walking back through your family home. You know, um, it's something that I actually learned from the holistic psychologist. And you just go into a breath, go into a meditative state. You envision yourself like walking and stepping out of the seat that you're stepping in now. You walk down this out of the hallway, out the front door, like out into the street. And then you envision yourself on the street of your familyhood home. Then from that street of your familyhood home, you allow yourself to move into and walk up to the family house. You see yourself playing on the steps. You go and interact with your younger self. And then from there, essentially, you allow your younger self to guide you through every room of your childhood home. And as you're going through that process in every room, you feel into the emotion of what's there. You feel into the people that are there. You you view your uh, inner child and the experiences that they're having. Like, how what were they doing were they playing with their kids were they scared were they afraid were they having a lot of fun was there a lot of joy what was the experiences like sitting around the dinner table mm. what was the experiences like for your mum or, or what did you view in the in the kitchen was there food was there lots of smells like was there variety there was was there abuse was it hard did you starve a lot um what was it like when you were sitting and playing outside like were you playing with your with your parents was there lots of kids around um what was it like in in uh in your bedroom or your bathroom you know and then i always finish uh in a significant room like what was a significant room what was a significant moment that you remember that that wants to come up in this experience and the beauty of that is it gives you an opportunity to really unpack different situations not just going into one situation and what most people come out with is like yeah there's some challenging times but a lot of people connect into actually how much joy yeah. We forget there was yeah. in our life. Like, there's so much joy being a child. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. There's yeah. so much play. But we, we seem to forget about all of that, mm-hmm. you know? And so as you're going guiding through us, you get to feel into that energy and you get to reconnect with, with a lot of the different experiences, you know? And then from that, you walk out, you say goodbye to your inner child. They, they tell you that they're proud of you um, for who you are and what you've become. And then essentially you walk back and land back in the place that you are beautiful and so if if, um if you do have time just like allow yourself to guide yourself through that situation Mm. um just sit in a meditative state and just wander yourself through the room every time you get distracted just bring yourself back to the breath bring about back to the situation and just just feel into what comes up i think it's a really important note that there are always going to be moments of joy and play and happiness because you are just this sprightly little kid you know it's not all doom and gloom and and that's not what we're here purporting but but yeah finding those moments of joy and bliss and you know those couple of christmases that you remember or a couple of birthdays that were just epic and or it might have been a lazy sunday afternoon you were just watching went to video easy and you hide some videotapes maybe ryan wouldn't remember that i remember that oh yeah he does yeah he's old enough of that, old enough of that. <laughs> and uh you know and just sitting around a rainy afternoon watching that you know like it is going into those as well. And, and that's what I mentioned before through my, my process yesterday, that there were those moments of 
really feeling safe totally. with my dad and then in their bed and, and my mum and, and and it's going yeah I want to I want to feel those as well because they are in you and those and and when you can feel those and and remember those and 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 have those come back into your awareness then that can help your inner child heal because that's ultimately what they're searching for. Yeah. They're searching for that love and that safety and those hugs and those moments. So you can bring those moments. So this is why the past is still, this is time traveling, right? The past is still working. We can change our childhood in any single moment, even as an adult, mm. because we can go back to those moments and go, yes, there's right. that love. I feel what that feels like. And I can now embrace that. I can bring that up through myself. Mm. And I don't have to be that wounded in a child constantly searching for that love and those hugs because there were moments where they came. And when you can feel those, then you can, then you can bring them up through and then that can help your, your inner child heal. Yeah, it is, it is a beautiful process. It is a beautiful process. It's a beautiful aspect of it. And it's um, something that we, we, don't, we don't connect with enough, mm. you know? Um, because as we start to get old, we start to, to lose a lot of the joy. Life gets serious. Bills start to happen. Yep. We start to become our parents. Yep. And we start to repress these aspects of ourselves. And it's funny because as you start to go through uh, the process, quite often you find that the aspects that you don't like about your mum or your dad are actually <laughs> deeply ingrained in you. And the reason you don't like them is because they're aspects of yourself you need to accept. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the game. That's the Fuck. game. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, man, I've seen it so much, um, just like starting beta. Like the, the, the imprint of my father in business is just so true and alive within me. It's just like, God, am I going to work through it? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I love it. And that's why we can sit here week after week and just talk about different things because all we're doing is talking about our experiences, but we just wanted to move through as many as we can. Totally. And, and, hopefully make this our last round trip here that's it that's what i want that's it we get we get a million karma credits and then we get to go <laughs> jesus buddha allah all of the things <laughs> yeah it's funny when people talk about past lives eh? it's like no one everyone thinks they're a king or a queen it's like you probably were a peasant in 1400 medieval england living off fucking bread once a week and dirty water and you got the plague and died let's be real here we're talking about statistics hey not oh. everyone can be a king and queen there was only so there was one pharaoh there was one you know there was one alexander the great y'all can't be it you know i'm it exactly yeah i'm claiming it all um but you know it's 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 all good times and I, I i thoroughly love it but yeah bring more joy find the joy seek it it's not all the doom and gloom and it's not always going to be that because we repress joy just as much as we repress everything else mm-hmm. try and remember those times helps you a little in a child become a little bit more freer helps you be a little bit freer and cutting that cord from your parents i think that's that's such a god that's such a big aspect for some people such a big aspect because mm-hmm. their the, the parents imprinted such an attachment with them to them for them that that cord is still there totally they're, they're just grown up children yeah yeah and uh i mean i find myself i understand that yeah we all can understand that still it's, it's totally when you go home and as you say like it, the buttons are still there what would you recommend what do you reckon would you say that would be a few things to start helping cutting that cord 
and I think it's a lot about what we've already spoken about. You know, it's about like acknowledging like what happened, acknowledging the things that are that are that are keeping you there. Mm. Like like learning the the like what you want. It's like the the reason you get attached is because you weren't able to get something. So it's mm. like you as an adult are still attached to your parents because you're still longing for an aspect of something that you felt like you needed when you were younger. Yeah, the validation. The validation. Mm. Yeah, and if I can, it's probably just even that. Mm. You know, just to be validated, to be loved, to be seen, to be heard, to be acknowledged. Like these are the 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 the, the key things that we long for when mm. we are children. And also, don't forget too that the things that we long for, we can alchemize that into our kids, right? So we can then do the opposite. We can understand what the the unmet needs were for ourselves, and we can go. Well, firstly, how am I parenting my kids? And secondly, is that how I want them to develop and continue? So you, it's a it's a big task to break lineages, ancestral lineages. Who knows how long they can go back for? But, you know, and, and going, that's another podcast episode right yeah. there, going through ancestral trauma. trauma. Um, but you have the power. If you're here listening to us, oh, you already understand that. Totally, I think. And, and if you're here listening to us, it's like, you've obviously made the conscious decision whether you know it or not that a lot of the trauma actually ends with you yep you know not like a lot of it you you may not get through all of it but a lot of it because it's like the more you heal the more you make your mum and your dad heal the more your mum and your dad heals the more your grandmother heals and ultimately it just it just keeps going back Mm. you know not to say that you're trying to heal your grandparents and you have to go back through rebirthing experiences to to do that that's not the work the work is what's within your body and the experiences that you've had but essentially it's like cutting that cord breaking breaking the pattern or or shifting the pattern Mm. or 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 creating a new one yep creating a new puzzle you know so that the way in which you raise your kids can be different so your kids kids can be different Mm. Mm. looking forward to you having kids bro i'm looking forward to having them as well great can't wait to fuck them up oh yeah yeah (laughs) amazing I'll just be like, oh, I just want to go hang out at Uncle Mike's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do your homework. <laughs> they won't be doing homework. The AI wanna... would have taken over. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to talk about karma credits. Your kids are just throwing back in your face what you got up to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can hear our cats going crazy. I know. They can hear active. us doing the podcast. He's been running around all, all, all the show. Well, yeah. If you're, if you're listening to this, um, I'll eventually have this up on YouTube and you better watch this little Malteser come in here and she's come around. She's got a little pat. A little pat. You might have heard a big thud. She actually had a daring jump over the <laughs> stairs at one point. <laughs> oh, I love cats. Well, team, I think that's a blast. I think if you've, if you've stuck with us this long, well... Mm-hmm kudos to you um but we'd love to hear your feedback if you if you go through this process and again as as we always say if you want help with this process please reach out to us uh all of our contacts are in the show notes and um because it is it is it is a big process yeah it is a big process and 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 it's a powerful process because it's like as as i said like in in the rebirthing facilitator training that we went through it's like that was the first process they started because that was one of the biggest wounds that we have you know, and, and it's been powerful and it's like the the experiences that we went through in that course were extremely powerful, you know, and, and the beauty of it for us personally, like this is just going to be a little bit of a plug for like what me and Mike are up to mm. um, over the next little bit is like 
now that we're going through this process and we've experienced so much with um, rebirthing breathwork clients we're actually stepping into the the role of actually training facilitators yep. and uh, we're we're starting off in just a couple of months mm. and we're going back and doing another whole year of training with our um our trainers pauline yep. and david and like they are absolute wizards pauline's been a rebirthing breathwork facilitator for over 40 years yep. like she got trained by um one of the first cohorts of people that leonard Ord trained mm. like that's how deep into it she is there would not be someone in new zealand that is more has more experience than yeah. her in this space and she yeah. is just an absolute witch an absolute wizard oh yeah and um their power to hold people in a space of transformation is ultimately next level. You're not going to find anything like it in New Zealand. There, I would be safe to say that there's no facilitation training, like in-person facilitation no. training, like it in New Zealand, and you're not going to get as much out of it as any anyone else. Like I'm safe to say it. Like that should save my freaking life. Totally. And it's um. It's beautiful because we have another uh, course coming up in another two months and yep. we went and seen them on the weekend and because we're going to be a part of it, we wanted to share with you guys that there is a few spots. Yep. There's a few spots available. So if you're feeling the call to become a breathwork facilitator or you're feeling the call to just have a structured process over a year to help yourself heal and work through your own um, shit and learn the power of the breath and mm -hmm. the power of um, like somatically moving trauma through you and all of these shadow work aspects and a lot of the things that we we talk about on this podcast of experiences that we've had because of breath work um so if you are interested like reach out uh, we'll we'll leave a link to their website in the show notes with information and uh, but reach out to us let us know we can talk you through the process mm -hmm. and, and see if it's right for you yep 100 and if it's a financial uh barrier at the moment there are very very accessible payment options totally. like very easy weekly payments you can pay off over years mm. um it's just about getting people through that work so totally. yeah if, it, if you've if you've been listening to us for a while or you've watched some of our things and you think geez that's that's where i want to be well there's a few spots opening up mm. for this next intake where me and ryan will be the uh the apprentices yes. and and then uh, after that 12 months we'll be opening up our own uh, rebirth breathwork school mm. and we'll be running our own our own students so that's really exciting very very exciting. Mm. beautiful all right team well we all love you so thank you so much for stopping by and uh, as we always say if you can just share this get the message out there um let us yeah please do that yeah we would greatly appreciate it and that we'll see you next week all right love you everybody sure